This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Go, my favorite special kids! Woohoo! Thanks, Bob. Happy holidays, elegant listeners, and welcome to the culmination of season one. I almost said two. The culmination of season one episode of Go, My Favorite Sports Team, your favorite sports podcast. Uh, what is up with the seasons? I, I may have misspoke. No, I mean, what's up with the seasons? Why are we doing an no season? Why, why are we? Why are we doing multiple? Why are we se- canceling? Why is the show we're not, ending? We're, we're not canceling. But I like this podcast. We're we're not canceling. We're not canceling. We're taking. But we're ending. A, you said it was the end. It's the end of season one. I'm panicking. Don't panic because we will be back. Uh-huh. We're just taking a break during the holiday season because big smart Tyler needs to refresh his brain from all of the knowledge that he has been spurting out. Um, it's become empty. You know, I need to refill myself. I don't like hearing any of what you just said. <laughs> I wish I could unhear all of it. Okay, uh, we can unhear all of it. It's simple. No, no, no. It's there now. It's the legacy of the ending of season one will be forever immortalized with that being the last thought before this podcast's inevitable doom. Oh, God. Why, why does it have to be that? It is. Well, at least, you know, there's a season two coming. That's why I slipped up on the seasons. I was thinking about the future. I was thinking about what's coming. I'm thinking about the coolness that this episode is and how it culminates the entire season in one little funny, fantastic take of all of our goofs and stuff. All right. I like goofs and stuff. Yeah. There's a whole thing about the jacuzzes. There's a whole section of that. There's a section of funny moments. There's a section of tangents. Heck, there's even you showcasing all of the knowledge and all the stuff that you learned. Wow. I don't remember what I learned. Well, I hope you do because we're going to be talking about that after we listen to the episode. If I forget, I'll just listen to this episode back and I will know what I learned. There you go. I mean, that it's a perfect episode to refresh you on the amazing journey that we have been on since the beginning of February. Sounds good to me. I like that. Well, then uh, maybe we should stop talking to them and uh, let them get into it and listening to it. And we can listen too. Well, I mean, it's not like they're going to stop listening now and then continue listening there. The listening is a continuous experience for all of them. It's persistent experience. Just as like just, this. Oh, I, I was going to say that exact last line. You stole it from me. Ah. Uh, we're just on the same wavelength. Ah, it's perfect. It's exactly how this podcast always is. Always is. See, we said the same thing. Y- yep, at the exact same time. All right, go enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. 
Hello, gentle listeners, and welcome to Go! Hello, gentle listeners, and welcome to Go! Hello, sports fans, and welcome back to Go! Hello, elegant listeners, and welcome to Go! Hello! And welcome to Go! Hello, gentle... (laughs) This is Markiplier, the one and only, the incredible, the absolutely amazing in every single way possible, and completely professional co-host. Tyler Scheid here, your resident sport enthusiast with a master's degree in sport administration. My name is Markiplier, and I am not what you would call a sports enthusiast. I'm Tyler, your resident expert boy. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm the other guy on this podcast, the guy who doesn't know sports. Hey, the door's open. Tyler here, your sports master, your sports knower, your sports knowledge haver. I don't know sports very much. All of the knowledge of sport has rolled off my brain. Well, I'm here. I'm man with the master's degree, the man with the plan, the man that has feet and limbs longer than Mark's. Welcome back to... My favorite sports team. But before I can do any of that, I need to be possessed by a ghost. Oh, no. The audience is coming for me again, aren't they? Yeah. Tyler, you've been a bad boy. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so I've got you the latest spiciest takes from the Go My Favorite Sports Team subreddit. The first of many, 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 many hot takes this week is this. Tyler, you bastard. WTF, says Adzang. Tyler, what do you mean you gotta educate yourself? Was college not good enough? How dare you not know about all the sports in the world? Do you not have a master's degree in sport? You are supposed to be the sports knower, for God's sake. And Mark, I see you. Why are you not busting his balls about this? I thought you were the ball buster. I have been tricked, backstabbed, and quite possibly bamboozled. Explain, please. Okay. Let's start with how many sports that are known to exist in the entire world. Okay. According to the World Sports Encyclopedia, there are over 8,000 indigenous sports and sporting games around the globe. Uh Uh-huh. How many are on TV? 50. Uh Uh-huh. You know, you expect me with all of the other knowledge I have to know with math and science Mm. and understanding anatomy and physiology Mm. and being able to do laundry and clean my (laughs) bathroom and being able to breathe (laughs) and talk that I would have time for 8,000 sports rules. I feel like you might. I feel like you should. I feel like you could. And you could... You know what? Maybe I need a performance-enhancing drug invented of knowledge where they just inject the rules of every single sport ever to exist and to eventually exist in the future into my noggin. Whenever they talk about hockey, it leaves me turning over in my Canadian grave. I was in physical pain when Tyler was trying to figure out what CGY meant. It was driving me insane. These are all separate quotes. Quote, as a Calgarian, I died a little inside crying face quote i am not canadian but i understand hockey is my favorite sport and the episode being less than an hour long physically pained me all caps all right first of all no team in canada has won the stanley cup in years let alone been in it oh you're attacking canada (laughs) You're attacking. so the reason i don't know calgary Uh or uh some of the abbreviations of the other teams from Uh canada okay okay. i knew montreal okay is because they haven't won wow (laughs) they haven't won they have not been in the big news when i've been paying attention to sports i haven't absorbed every game of hockey but if they won a game and won the stanley cup 
maybe I'd remember him. Wow. That, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) But that didn't address the overall concern of your full knowledge of hockey. In all fairness, I never played hockey. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched it when I was younger a lot more, and I've watched more Olympic hockey more than I've watched NHL hockey. Okay. And I talked about this, I think, a couple episodes ago, as I felt bad about the hockey episode because I knew I wasn't giving it its due fully. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is I actually hopped on a call with a friend of mine who works with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Mm -hmm. who is an avid hockey fan and an avid watcher and absorber of hockey media. And I had them coach me up and teach me. And in all fairness, this is Mark's fault. Whoa! Mark what? had to push back our recording date. I had scheduled my education day the day before recording. Okay. And Mark was like, hey, I can't make it. This came up. This other thing came up, which is fair, which is fair. It's my fault that I didn't refresh myself before we actually recorded that episode. So, yes, my knowledge of hockey is lacking. And, yes, I should have done better. I'll take the loss on that one. All right. Okay. I was about to go into a tired. If you're going to blame Calgary for <laughs> Not winning for you not knowing who they are. You can blame me for not knowing that. Okay, all right. Well, that's a point for the audience in that one. The the hockey fans have been assuaged. People are saying and have said for a while that Wade's episode of Go My Favorite Sports Team was the best episode so far. How dare you pull out your A game for Wade and not me? How dare you save the best for the guest host and not me? I can't believe that you would hold back on me like that. How could you do that to me? Whoa, 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 whoa. How could you do that to me? It literally was the same formula that I did Uh, for Mark's sports life. uh, It was just for Wade. I can't believe it, you all, and all you people, and you. I'm jacuzzing right back. I'm rejecting (laughs) the spirits from my body, and I'm shooting them right back into the darkness where you belong. How dare you enjoy that episode more than the gold I've been given shooting out of my eyeballs every week I come in here and bring just pure unadulterated genius how dare you you think you're so special you think that just because wade walks in here with his fat ass and tall height you get to say that he's oh it's the best episode i've ever seen how dare you it's all right mark you have for the hair um the hair that's true that's true Aiden Draws RE says, As much of a non-sport person as I am, I think the podcast is excellent for introducing someone like me to sports. This is going great. Tyler's explanations and footnotes provide a lot of insight into games and sports culture. Additionally, some of Mark's antidotes, anecdotes, not antidotes, ground the audience. That said... I think Mark can get a little grading some most of the time. And my point is, can the showmanship be toned down a little? I think of Go My Favorite Sports Team as a dialogue, not a competition. And although I understand the thought process of playing the idiot, (laughs) does he have to play that role so frequently? (laughs) And I say to that, how dare you? I've never been so mad at a ghost possessing my body. You think I'm playing the idiot? I make jokes, sure. I make silly comments all the time. That's not me playing an idiot. It takes a lot of brain power to make jokes, everybody. It takes a lot of brain power to come up with wacky scenarios or different questions that are important because they're pertinent to the audience, who is not a smart person, understanding it. My intelligence outweighs you. I am a 
towering mountain of mindful magnificence, and you are all but shadows in the valley of destitutity and ignorance. And I will not be slandered. This is a Tyler roasting <laughs> segment of the podcast. I will take no further criticisms. I also would like to add to this in mm -hmm. the fact that all of those instances where you think Mark's hamming it up uh -huh. actually helps to force me to think about things in a different way. I thought you were going to say all those moments when Mark's, you think Mark's hamming up, he's really that stupid. No. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> I could have said that, but no. No, it, it forces me to think about things that I don't normally think about with the sports I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost like when um, I went on a live stream with you and we talked about Five Nights at Freddy's and I'd never played Five Nights at Freddy's. Right. It's one of those things where a person thinks about it in a different manner so that it forces you as an individual to be able to explain it mm -hmm. in a different way so that it's understood by people that don't know the necessary like jargon or dialect that go along with the sport that I'm referring to. Yes, yeah. So in all honesty, like I don't, I'm not bothered by this at all. No. I, I like to talk. This is how we normally talk anyway, just yeah. in terms of joking and being ridiculous. Like none of this is, is all that different from our normal dialogue. But at the same time, there are many moments when I really don't know what the hell you're talking about. And I have to do it. But I am trying to phrase my questions in a way so that it gives Tyler the right opportunity to answer in a way that will be digestible and understandable. So it's not that I'm dumbing it down for everyone. I'm trying to understand. And I make very pointed questions that may seem obvious to you. And it doesn't mean I'm dumb. I make jokes. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And also, we're entertainers. It's supposed to be fun to listen. Yeah. Stupid. You're the <laughs> dumb one. <laughs> and I wanted to just say, before any ghosts further cost my soul, the Discord is in the process of being set up. But all you people that are like, oh, it's easy. You click a button and you get a Discord server right there. Well, you haven't managed thousands of people trying to get in a Discord server. You have to have permissions. You get bots in there. You get moderators in there so that all the spam gets cleared out. It's a bit more work. I'm busy. Yes, they could also do it. But why is this on me, huh? Why is it on me? Because I did the YouTube channel and the merch. <sighs> And most of the episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I I was there for the episodes, so, yeah. <laughs> I meant the pre-planning for the episodes. Oh, uh, actually, there's a rebellion as it's being set up. I'm getting a breaking news bulletin. Bob said, quote, you can just make all the names distractible themed. No worries. Totally got Tyler's permission for that and everything. Uh, so, thank you, Tyler. We're just going to make the, instead of being Distractigo, which is the name of the server, and invites will be going out and be uh, alerted to you probably It'll be posted on various different parts of social media, but not my public social media. But thank you, Tyler, is now the distractible Discord. Wait a minute. I hate those guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next person to inhabit my corporeal form is Bubble Zap. Tyler broke into Mark's house? When and why did Tyler break into Mark's house? Was mentioned in the team episode and was completely blown by immediately. LOL. Okay. Tell the world why you broke into my house. Okay, I don't rem remember exactly what it was, but there was an important meeting that you were supposed to be at. I don't remember if it was like agency management. I, I don't remember, but it was, you were late and I was getting texts and phone calls at the time. And I knocked on your door. I uh -huh. called you. I texted you. I did everything. And I was like, I used to live here for like a month. Uh -huh. I know how to get in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was a door. 
<laughs> what kind of door? A doggy door. A doggy <laughs> door. Not a dog door, a doggy door. Yeah. For Chica. Uh-huh. That I was like, I could probably fit. And so I paced for a little bit in front of the doggy door. Uh-huh. And I stare at it and I'm like, <laughs> I'm a big man. How am I going feet first? Am I going head first? <laughs> And so I decide, well, if I go feet first, I won't know where my feet are. And if Mark comes around the corner at that time, he's just going to see an ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like, if, if it's my head, you know, maybe it won't be as horrible. Hmm. So I go head first. I'm crawling out and crawling through. Mark comes walking down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. I'm just barely fully in. Mark turns the corner and he's like, get up. And I'm like, hi, Mark. And you go, what the <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's why Tyler broke in, and uh, how dare you? I It's a really <laughs> funny story, but in that moment, I was like, I will never do this again. <laughs> we had a whole conversation about it. Uh, it's fine, it's fine. Someone on the subreddit was very vocal that working out as a child does not stunt your growth. What do you have to say about this development? So, working out as a child doesn't stunt your growth, okay. but there are certain exercises in mm-hmm. particular that can. If you overdo it or you overexert at a young age, you can damage your growth plates. You can cause injuries that make growth be stunted. Right. Which is why I said it can stunt your growth Uh because if you do it improperly, because if you don't have the exercise down, you don't have the motor skills to exercise properly. Right. Injuries can happen, which then will lead to stunted growth. Yeah. And I, I like checkmate Reddit, checkmate Redditor. I can't talk, so ignore every kind of sass I was about to unleash. Um, but I imagine it's like these are extreme case scenarios Correct. where if you've got a child and you're trying to get a world record child deadlift or something like that. And yeah. You, like the extreme, extreme, what a kid should not be doing, what is not what their body is meant to do at that time. You can do like, I'm not saying don't do deadlifts or anything. I'm not speaking from any kind of expertise but it's like clearly there's a limit to everything and that's what you were talking about correct okay correct that's what i was getting at but even so like in sports if you're doing it every day all year round yeah you can get injuries you could you could their body is developing so you can have things that like kind of like funnel them towards an injury mm-hmm. because of the way that their body is still growing and they're using it in a very specific way to get better at something and trying to the when you get better at something you're demanding that your body improve at something right so your body literally adapts to that motion or movement or whatever coordination and in doing so while your body is growing you can demand more more than your body is able to do at that point in your life if you're like i need to throw in a hundred mile hour pitch as a seven-year-old and it's like yeah you could throw your whole arm out of socket you could like do something damaging to the tendons which are still growing you know all these kind of things you can overdevelop in one area and underdevelop another area which yeah. then results in a problem later on yeah muscle imbalance can cause so many different issues, especially when you're growing Mm -hmm. into how your body forms. And if your body forms in a way due to muscle imbalance, that can cause long-term damage and long-term injuries. It's uh, what happened to me. That's why I'm the height that I am is because I I was going for the world record uh, six-year-old squat and uh, it just compressed my knees into my shins. I'm actually supposed to be one shin longer than I am now. I had three articulating joints on my legs. Well, (laughs) 
Um, my big toes, both of my big toes are actually smaller than they should be because I shattered both of the growth plates in my you big toes. Poor big toes. But that's, that's <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Your baby big toes. <laughs> my poor big toes. Does Tyler have tiny toes? No, I don't have it's tiny toes. tiny toe. toe, Tyler. Please, someone Photoshop Tyler's no. toes. So small. No, I've been, ava- I've been able. You've been a baby toes for so long. I've been able to avoid wiki feet. Now these are. Artist you renders are going to be on special feet. Don't worry, your feet are no different than anybody else's. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Act 1. Tangents. Yeah, I remember one time I accidentally, we were playing basketball in high school, and it was like, what is it, a check when you like bounce it? <laughs> yes, the half-court check before you start. And then I threw it straight at him instead of bouncing. I forget who it was, but I broke their nose, and then just like the ball went right into their face. Like, <gasps> For some reason, I recall you, not necessarily this instance, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I recall you doing that once and then taking the ball and like going to try and score. And oh, I was just like, because yeah, it, it was like not even a fair yeah, check, no. and everybody was just standing there like, woohoo, and I'm like, no. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I've done many things like that. When we were playing, for some reason, I didn't bring it all the way out. Mm-hmm. I was like, it bounced off, and I got like, yeah! I got it in, and I'm like, I actually made it, guys! Yeah, thanks for the point. And you're like, yeah, what? But, I made it. And you're like, you didn't take it back. Yeah, so. Then me not knowing the rules, like, that's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. It's like when I first learned about en passant in chess, you know? I remember I moved my pawn forward, and their pawn was there, and I'm like, okay, all right, we'll move. I can move two spaces here, and they're like, they move diagonally and all in my brain knew was like, you can't move pawn diagonally. And then he <laughs> takes my piece and I got so mad. And all he said was like, it's en passant. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Stop it with your French talk. Give me my piece back. 
<laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. Anyway, but, you know, I have a lot of concerns stupid. about this episode right now because my structure is completely off, and then we've got so many tangents. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Distractibles rubbing off on me. I can't stay on one topic. You shut up. Keep going. Keep going. For those of you who don't know, Opposite Day actually is uh, apparently written down as a day, and it's January 25th. You know what else is on January 25th, everybody at home? No idea, Mark. That's Tyler's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So anyway. wait, does that what does that mean for me then if that's the case? Oh, the worst possible meaning you could imagine. I can't think of it right now because it's too horrible. Oh. Or something like that. Does that mean I came out backwards even though it was a C section birth? Oh yeah. Sick. All right. I was an ass first, baby. <laughs> I think it would be feet first, but all right, sure. No, no, Your I was bent first. over. I was ass first. I was <laughs> I was touching my toes. I was doing a stretch before I Right, got right, out. right. I see. You're limber, your long arms. <laughs> right from the womb. That's why they're long, you know, stretching them with my legs. Right. I learned that my mom didn't feed me as a baby. Wait, what? That's <laughs> what she just casually admitted. <laughs> was, did this happen when you were in Korea? <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, no, I never fed you as a baby. That's why you're not, <laughs> so you're not like big like your cousin Hyungbae is. And I'm like, wait, what? Hold on, back up a step. You didn't feed me? And she's like, no, no, I kind of forgot. And it's like, what? Oh, wait, my wait. God. Wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, maybe that's why you're so big-brained. Because mm. all of the nutrients you needed went to your brain instead of your body. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, all right, sure. So the crazy part about the 900, and this is something that uh, is really cool to me, is if you Google 900, mm. the first thing that pops up is Tony Hawk Laney in the 900. Just the number 900. Of all the things that exist in the world, 900 is so iconic. The 900 Spartans, the 900 <laughs> Trojan horses. But you, I mean, any other number you, you search, there's a million different things. I can't but when think. you search the nine, 900, what it's always What other thing Tony is Hawk. 900? Yeah, but just search. I mean, not discrediting. It is, yes, it's really cool that that's the first thing. However, I got to admit, I don't think there's that many things associated with 900. I mean, just search 450, cool. and there's like a bunch of different things that pop up. Any well, other number has a like a well, that's, significant that's amount of other things. 450. Like it makes perfect sense. All right, then do 720. 720. That's These are all angles. First thing Rotation. comes up with area code. There's a 900 area code. Well, as if 900, like, I, listen, oh, listen, God. it's huge. All right. It's huge. I believe. Just, I believe. It. No, I believe it. Okay. I believe it. I believe it. So it was the, you. Even I heard about it. I didn't even follow anything about skateboarding. So the crazier part is before this was landed, mm -hmm. Tony Hawk, multiple video Dalmatians. games. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know, 900 Dalmatian, 909 Dalmatians, actually. <laughs> that poor dog mom. Whoa. Bad pregnancy. I don't even think that. Oh, God. I want to. Those nipples are engorged. Like the reality of 101 Dalmatians is terrifying when well, you the really thing think is, about it. If you think about it, they're not all birthed from the same mother. In the movie, they were. No, they are not. What? They are not. What do you mean? It starts off with her litter and then all of the ones that were being captured by Cruella DeVille that then they come back and they adopt all of the ones that were not birthed by that mother to come to their house. What movie did you watch? The 101 Dalmatians. She did not birth all 101. The cartoon? <laughs> the cartoon. What? No, I remember the guy no. was in the basement. He'd be like, oh, we got more puppies. It's a 90 or a 99. Oh my God. 100 and 
one. And then one of them wasn't breathing. So he, he was, oh, come on. And then it breathed. It broke. Is that really what happened? Am I confusing it isn't with the, like, what, the live action? Isn't that what happened? There, it's not like there were a bunch of dog moms in the basement and the rest I'm of pretty them sure, died. I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. I think she had like 15 or something. No! In the original like cartoon, because it's still in the world of fantasy, didn't, no. didn't the one dog mom have 101 no, puppies? No. I, I imagine in the live action, which I haven't seen. No. Am I crazy? There's no way. I know there's no, no way. That is I'm not, aware that there's no That is not no what way. happened in the animation. That is not what happened in the animation. Tyler is right. I don't think he is. I think it was that one. Where did no. the other ones come from? They were all captured when they captured her puppies. They but all the came beginning there. didn't even have Cruella in the Yes, it in did. The picture. In the beginning of the animation, the cartoon, the night, the the eighties or seventies or whatever it Cruella was, Cruella was definitely ve it was very early on. The puppies were at the beginning of the movie. No, Cruella wasn't even there. No, the, Cruella was introduced, and then the puppies were birthed. The birthing happens later. No. <laughs> yes. No. We're gonna watch this movie now. I don't want to watch it. So I don't care about the movie, but this we'll is what I remember. Fact check us and tell us who's right, and insert it in your robot we'll voice. Don't do that. You have more important things. <laughs> to do. <laughs> no. Anyway, getting back to skateboarding. Uh, then why the was 101 it a, Dalmatians did not skateboard. Why? Because there were 101 at the end of the movie. No, there were 101 at the beginning. I no, remember. No, there were not. He gave CPR to no, the that was, first. that was like the 15th one. No, it was, it was the runs of the litter. No. And they named him Lucky. I will never believe you. No one could ever prove me wrong. No one ever could, and no one ever will. I want people to take this as far as they want. I will defend this until the day I die. That's how that movie started. That's how it was. It all came from what I knew it was crazy when I saw it, but that means that I knew what I saw. Yeah, we met. So I think it was the lunch line. We were in line for lunch. Yes. And uh, I was standing behind you. Yep. And I don't know why, of all the people, I remembered you. I guess it was because I was afraid of you, but I saw you and you were like, you weren't short, but I was even taller than you then than I was back in kindergarten. Like in kindergarten, I was a little bit taller than you, but in middle school. Oh, you can say it. I was short. I don't think you'd fully hit your growth spurt yet. And I was pretty much close to done. And I was like, well, he's not going to hurt me now, but I'll say hi to him. <laughs> so I like tapped I you on talking. the shoulder. Huh? Speaking of which, I was talking to my best friend Drew at the time, and I don't remember what we were talking about, probably about the food or what we were wanting to do or what we were going to do on the playground. And I just remember you tapping me on the shoulder and I turn around <laughs> like, who the hell is bothering me? Because it wasn't the initial tap that I, I listened to because I was like in the middle of a conversation. It was like after like a, a couple extra ones and I just turn around like grumpily like what? And I turn around and I stare right at your belly button. Yeah, you were you you turned around and you were like looking straight ahead and for I don't know if you were belly button height, but I mean wherever you were, it was chest or below, definitely. Yeah. And I remember you like tilting your head up. And just like you just kept looking up till finally we made eye contact. I think I just said hi, Tyler, and that was it. I think that was the extent of our conversation. <laughs> I think it was because I said what? <laughs> yeah, and that was it. I was I was afraid to say anything else. I was just like hi, Tyler, and then I and I, I, uh, I know what to say. I don't think you knew what to say, so we just like got our lunch and went away. <laughs> but the funniest part is like I didn't remember you. 
I probably looked really different. Like you had some similar like features to when you were younger. Sixth grade. I didn't know what I looked like. In six, I think I had glasses at the time. I was wearing glasses, which was new. You definitely had glasses. Your hair was kind of like floofy. It wasn't like your full fro that you had later, but you still yeah. had your curly hair that kind of poofed out a little bit. Yeah. And I had very similar buzz cut because that's all I got as a kid and growing up and everything was I'd get a pretty short buzz, let it grow. I'd get a pretty short buzz again. And I just remember turning around and whispering to Drew and being like, who is that? Because <laughs> I didn't remember you. Well, yeah, you had no reason to. We barely talked at all. So I don't even know why I said hi when I did. But yeah, I, I definitely looked very different. I think that was another problem I had in my elementary to middle school years was when I got glasses. For some reason, glasses were a major hit to my self-esteem when I had to start wearing those. Mm -hmm. And there's a picture I took, like a school picture, where I had to like stand and like hug a tree. And my mom still has this stupid photo and she shows me from time to time. <laughs> but I feel like I look just like my grandma, like if she were young and half monkey. <laughs> and every time I see that photo, it just like devastates my self-esteem because it looks like this little old lady monkey hybrid hugging a tree. And it's just like, I feel like I should be crocheting and eating a banana. And I felt like that's how everyone saw me because that's how I saw me. And that was just like, mm -mm. definitely lowered my self-esteem. That one school photo. So you're saying Wade is half monkey, half grandma confirmed. Half grandma monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Yeah. I'm really telling it all here. This is my tell all. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Uh, a banana sweater. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wade. Self-esteem, uh, <laughs> come back, please. <laughs> when you think of an athlete, what do you picture? Bulging veins. Of, you can see their heartbeat on their skin. I'm not saying where they have bulging veins. They have to at least have bulging veins somewhere on their body. Uh, at least one muscle in their entire body is yoked out of their gourds. I don't care what muscle. They've got one that is just like tuned like a piano. Like just... <laughs> <laughs> I just, for whatever reason i'm thinking of the strongest muscle in the human body being the tongue and you're i'm just like the tongue is tuned like a piano yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look don't question the tongue athletes they are they are so far above you you would never even stand a chance in a french kissing contest tongue wrestling coming to an arena near you <laughs> I mean, that's already a sport. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's a world record for like the longest kiss, right? There's I think a world there's record a world record for, for like the longest French kiss specifically. Yeah. And that's got to take some tongue. Is there like a tongue per second that you have to do to qualify? <laughs> <laughs> What's your TPS at? <laughs> Man, I'm just struggling today. My TPS real low this week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, honey. My TPS is low. <laughs> Meanwhile, her, the veins on her tongue are just. <laughs> dunk, 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 dunk. I don't even. I want another partner. In this. Anyway. I need a better tongue wrestling tag team man. <laughs> anyway, do you think that like many people from competitive cheer go into circus? Into I, the circus? It would not surprise me. It would not surprise. You heard me. it here first. Cheerleaders are circus people. <laughs> That's where they come from. They well, they float into town and a dark mist descends. And then you hear, bah, 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 nah, bah, bah, bah. and then the cheerleaders metamorphosize into, <laughs> into clowns. Why do you think their outfits are white and red? It's clowns. It's clowns. Now, now I know why I don't like clowns. I was bullied by cheerleaders in high school. No. <laughs> what did they bully you about? Just, I had a crush on one of them. Oh, no. Yeah, and oh. and I was a football player, and I wasn't a popular football player because I was also a nerd. Um, 
because I did well in school, so I wasn't cool enough to be with the popular kids. <laughs> you don't have Fs? Bro. <laughs> 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 no, but it, like I didn't understand how to talk to girls either. And uh-huh. so like when I had a attraction towards somebody, I was just like, it's love. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I love you. Is that her name? <laughs> don't name her. <laughs> Will, bleep it out. <laughs> bleep it out. And so, like, <laughs> this is a oh god. This is I it, just to paint a picture of just how awkward I was as well. I didn't have a crush on any cheerleader. I couldn't even tell you who was a cheerleader at the time. I don't even know. <laughs> I can name off three of them. Oh well, good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> no, four. I remember one time. This is how awkward I was, and this is a story that I'm not happy to tell because it just it haunts me to this day. I was walking down the hallway, and these two girls in their cheerleading outfit were in front of me, and I wasn't looking at them. I was looking down at the floor because that's how I walked. I walked with my looking down the floor, mm-hmm. but they look. I I caught in the corner of my eye. They looked back and looked at me and saw me looking down at the ground, and then they were like, then she whispered to her friend like. And I th- and I thought in my head they're thinking, oh God, they thought I was looking at their ass. I wasn't. So I said out loud, I said out loud, oh no, I wasn't looking at your ass. <laughs> Literally out loud. They didn't say that. And to this day, to this day. That is so embarrassing. I'm it, sorry. It still <laughs> embarrasses me to this day of that one moment because it's like I wasn't looking at their ass, but I just had to say it. And it was in the middle of the hallway. Everyone was by, and I'm like, oh, no, I wasn't looking at your ass. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> The worst thing, the worst thing is I know what you're talking about. Were you there? (laughs) I think if if I remember right, it was walking because our lockers weren't far from each other. I remember in junior high, our lockers weren't far from each other. If you were walking, you know where the the back entrance to to the junior high is? Yeah. Where we usually came in from the buses and everything was Uh, that back uh, entrance as opposed to the front where parents dropped off and you went in and it was right by the principal's office. It was that hallway heading down towards like the art classes Uh, and the... (laughs) 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 I think I recall... Oh, no. I just recall... Like, I don't recall the incident. I Uh, just remember hearing somebody say those words. (laughs) God, no. Don't tell me it Go down the hallway. <laughs> no, because my lockers were like about halfway down that hallway. Uh-huh, yeah. So because I had um, Mrs. Patrika for home period. You remember too many details oh. about this. I don't need this in my life, man. Get back to the episode. I don't need this right now. Formula One is still faster, but they have apparently comparable acceleration, mm-hmm. which is amazing because electric motors generally don't have the latency mm-hmm. that fuel engines do. Yeah. Because for fuel engines to to put out the output, they have to combust, run into the gearbox and everything like that. The electric engine is almost straight into the wheels. Mm -hmm. And so they're averaging zero to 100 kilometers an hour in 2.8 seconds. The crazier part to me is the aerodynamics of Formula One cars because they're designed to be light, right? Yeah. But you need to grip the surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you get up to the speeds, apparently a Formula One car can drive 180 like meters like upside down. I would totally believe it because of the downforce. So the way this works, if people don't believe that, if people hear that and they're like, there's no way it could drive upside down. This is why Bernoulli's principle, it works both ways. So a plane flies because of, not because of Bernoulli's principle, not because of Mr. Bernoulli's permission, but it's because of the way that air moves across that shape. 
surface. So Formula One cars and cars like that, and that's why cars have spoilers. Yeah. Well, not always. Some people just put on a spoiler for show. Right, for visual. Yeah, but the reason is it's because it's an upside-down plane wing, or at least it's the shape opposite. So that the pressure isn't lighter above and the lower pressure above pulls basically the plane up. It's upside down. So the higher pressure zone is above and the lower pressure zone. And it pushes the car down to grip the road. Yeah. So apparently Formula One car is capable of developing 3.5 Gs of lateral cornering force. Three and a half times its own weight thanks to aerodynamic downforce. That means theoretically at high speeds they could drive upside down. I don't know if they have actually, but when they're at I think 180 miles per hour is what it was correcting my previous statement they should be able to drive upside down mm -hmm. the question would be how would they get upside down yeah but <laughs> and how would they get right side up well yeah. i know how they're gonna get right side <laughs> up there'd have to be a specially designed like mm. yeah. yeah i feel i feel like it's possible i want to see this it's very dangerous, but I want to see it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you get if you get anything going fast enough and with the right aerodynamics, you can get it going every which yeah, way. Yeah, and you're going to have to get the smooth enough path to where they slowly get to the upside down uh, and come slowly down yeah. around. And this is different than, say, how a roller coaster spins a loop. This is a completely different concept. Oh, yeah. That's just momentum. Yeah, that yeah, that, that has to do with the downward force that comes from the change of direction. They talk mm -hmm. about it in uh, planes when, they, you know, Top Gun, the most recent Top Gun. Yeah. He was talking about how much G-force they have to experience in yeah. the pilot seat as they change directions. Mm -hmm. That's how roller coasters keep you when you go upside down. Mm -hmm. This is literally just from the air's downward force, yes. not from momentum and the sheer amount of just going. This is the air actually pushing them yeah. into the surface. Yeah, so you, on a roller coaster as you hit the top of the loop if that loop just keep going upside down you would be pulled back towards the ground if those constraints weren't holding you there um i'm not sure but when you're if you're in a formula one car and you're being pushed down i do believe you in the car would still be pulled down like uh, towards they'd the probably ground have, yeah they'd have to like You'd strap have to have you in uh, but the uh, the the car itself would not be pulled down at all. It would be pushed more than it would be pulled down. Correct. So you would uh, the car would keep going. And as opposed to a roller coaster, if it went upside down and kept going, the roller coaster would then have to hang. Yes. So it would still be pulled, but the wheels on the other side would hold it up. That's Correct. The difference. Whereas this would remain being pushed yeah. on on the ceiling. I I still want to see it. Yeah. I still it would be super it. cool. It would be super cool. It's like uh, Men in Black, the movie. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Good movie. So was that kind of your first experience of playing sports was like your scooter and your your toys and then playing basketball or watching the older kids play basketball? I was less interested in the basketball. I think I liked I just liked that they were like older kids. But definitely the scooter and the little car thing which was like still like a foot powered, you know, scoot around a car. Mm -hmm. Those were definitely my first like physical play things. My dad had a Nintendo, the NES, back in the day, and I, I like, apparently grew up sitting in his lap watching him play Nintendo. But I don't think that's sports. The eSports of watching your dad play games. Back when an eSport was just trying to get the fastest time on Dragster on the Atari. <laughs> or playing Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt was kind of eSportsy. My aunt and uncle had Duck Hunt growing up. That was the best. Duck Hunt was so fun. It's a good game. Did you ever try and shoot the dog? God, no. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Listen, when I got good at shooting the ducks, I was like, I wonder if you can shoot the dog. Doesn't he like laugh at you or get really yeah. surprised or something? Yeah. It's messed up. He makes fun of you for missing the ducks. That's really messed up, man. 
Listen, I love dogs. I was only in a video game. I would never harm any creature in real life unless I was going to eat it. <laughs> right, right, for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Uh, this is about you, not me and my weird g- video game. Virtual dog murder fetish. <laughs> Listen, it's he never died. It's fine. He's immune. It's fine. Attempted dog murder. That sounds way worse somehow. You know? Not only did you want to do it, you couldn't. <laughs> I failed. Either the dog was smarter than you or generally just too fast, but somehow the dog bested you, which is just embarrassing on top of messed up, really. All right, moving on, moving on, moving on. Before I get too many people attacking me for trying to shoot the virtual dog when I was a kid. Make sure you go to the Discord and leave comments. No, don't, don't do that. Listen, everybody wants to break the game and not do what it's supposed to be done, right? You know, you it's like parkouring into places you're not supposed to get to or or glitching through walls in, in Mario 64 or something. That's true. None of mine ever involved dog murder, but it is true. Yeah, breaking games is fun. Just like cheating in sports, which we talked about last week. I was listening to that one. Yeah? I did not get very far into it, but I I thought it was really funny you started with the fisherman thing, because that's been such a meme. I I learned all about it, because I was curious what the hell the meme was about. Apparently, fish eating fancy... We got weights in the fish! Get the hell out of (laughs) here! Someone just said this in chat. Isn't enemies to lovers like a fan fiction tag? That's a common thing. I have no where clue. I've never. I don't look at not that. that not that I. Not I don't. Not that I. I, I, I don't partake in the. Fa- no, actually, I don't. But I see it memed all the time. There's like a meme format that's like, uh, like tags of of fan fiction is like da 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 enemies to lover. Ba 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 ba. It's just like that's a very common one that I think is is pretty prevalent <laughs> in cliches. But I would, I would never partake in fan fiction. There was a time though. When I was super into fan fiction, do you want a sidebar? I, yeah, sidebar. I'm, this is no very sidebar. interesting. Sidebar one: fan fiction. Was it about a rivalry? Were you wishing for a rival? No, it was. Like there Pokemon? was no. There was no enemies to lovers kind of thing, and it wasn't smut. I'm sorry to disappoint everybody. <laughs> it was not. I started after the ending of Mass Effect Three was such a big disappointment. Uh. I read a ton of fan fiction from there. Actually, it kind of started That's after- fair. I've technically I've written uh read a bunch of Star Wars fan fiction. Oh, okay. There you go. I mean, Again, that, not smut, but that like, whole expanded universe. Like, it really like it, I hate that you have to specify I'm not reading the smut. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not why I'm doing it. But it started after Mass Effect 2 um, because I loved it so much and I played everything about it. I was like, I have to have some more about this universe. And I think that's when you fall so in love with a, uh, a universe that you need more. You you go to fan fiction because there are some really talented writers that are just expanding the universe and different interesting stories. It's just like more stories and you got to have more. And then they become the rival of the actual world that created the fan fiction. Oh man, there are so many times that there are better writers in fan fiction than there are the actual writers. There like, are actually it, it, a number of fan fictions that eventually became books and movies too not always the good ones because <laughs> i like some of them i i think didn't uh 50 shades of gray start out as like a fan fiction okay of, so of of some other thing yeah and it spawned it into its wasn't own wasn't it like twilight was it 
Because was it something, Twilight? Something, wasn't Twilight a fan fiction of told something me, else? No, but t- somebody told me Twilight was not a fan fiction, and that the fan fiction of Twilight was the Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I don't, would believe. I, don't know. I would believe any of that. I would believe it. I've never written fan fiction myself, but either way, no, and no, in, no, that's a lie. Mark Blair no, makes no, the, fan that's fiction. That's fake. That's not real. I've never really <laughs> tried to do it. Not in any serious capacity outside of a video as a bit. It's again one of those things. Ninety nine percent people are consumers, and one percent are the actual like contributors to the things. So that does not count. Which the funniest part about that is I remembered because the only type of fan fiction I thought existed was smut. So you guys started writing and then I went and we see that's the preconceived notion is that it's always about smut. If you want to know with the video that he's talking about here, it's a Markiplier makes it's Markiplier makes fan fiction. I believe that's the name of it. It's a it very is. funny one because Kairu's uh, did a storyboard animation of the actual oh, yeah. fan fiction that we did. Uh, it's on my channel. I believe it's called Markiplier makes fan fiction. Uh, but go listen to that or watch that after you finish this. This episode of the podcast because we got some more good stuff and we haven't even gotten into the meat of the matter. Act two, funny moments. Basketball, believe it or not, was in Gen. What? <laughs> you okay? So, fifteen people can be on a basketball team. Only thirteen are able to dress for the actual participating in the game. What in happens to the other two? They basically sit on the bench, not dress and uniform. Why would they even support. show up? It's for injuries because they could get injured. Then you can. Well, then they gotta them. go get dressed. Why not let them at least dress? They can't dress during that game, so they're dressed. Well, then what do they do? <clears throat> they cheerlead. They support their team. <laughs> They, they get up and make sure that the star players have a warm seat. I don't know. They oh, did there. they go get the water? Oh, no. <laughs> no, they, they have trainers towel? for that game. It's called They Don't then Dress. Why show up? Go home. Support your team. All right, continue on. All right, so there's five players on the court at one time. Uh-huh. The general positions in basketball, so you have your guards. There are positions. There are positions in basketball. What? Then you have your forwards, which is more of the position that I played when I played basketball. Uh-huh. And then you have your center. There's usually only one center on the floor. Okay. Your center is like your big, tall, big guy. Like, think of Shaquille O'Neal. I'm thinking about him all the time, man. You don't even need to tell me to think about Shaquille O'Neal. He's <laughs> yeah. in the back of my mind. But every you know day who Shaq life. is. Yes, I know. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? I know. <laughs> So Shaq is a big guy. He's yeah. like seven foot tall. He's got sure. enormous feet. Like mm. that's your stereotypical center. They gotta have big feet. <laughs> that's like a requirement. Usually when you're tall, you have big feet. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's correlated. They don't say that about big feet. They say other things about big feet. Oh, yeah. Listen, what size is your shoe? Mine's uh, like a 10 and a half. Yeah, I'm a 12. I'm taller. What are you trying to say, man? What are you trying to say? I'm saying I'm taller. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying? I got bigger socks. My feet are longer. Hey, socks are in categories. One size fits most. You could 12. We wear the same socks. We are the same. It's 9 to 12, and then there's a 13 plus. Well, you're not 13 plus. Yeah, but sometimes I buy 13 plus. Just to make yourself feel better no, about yourself. No, oh, because my wingspan requires me to have 13 socks. Sometimes they're too small if they're on the smaller end. They squeeze my feet. They squeeze your feet. They have a compression. It's good for you. You're not wrong. So we're going to start at the beginning of the game. Okay. Beginning of the game, you got five people on the court. You got your two Already? guards. Where'd they come from? Oh, they, they came from the bench. They how'd came they, from the they school. they get to the bench? They came from the locker room. The locker room. Okay. How'd they get to the locker room? They were birthed by their mother. <laughs> my son shall play basketball. I need to birth them in this locker room. Everybody get out. <laughs> I'm making the next NBA All-Star. Don't look at me. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wimpiest wham. 
Now, the real question, the reason people have been listening at home. Yeah. If someone was able to jump from the three-point line and dunk it, would it count as a yes. three? Okay. All right. So I'm going to call this the fishbach maneuver. It's where you jump and then clamber over all the tall people. <laughs> Your feet don't touch the ground. It's not against the rules. You climb on their back. You jump on like a monkey. And then I use it like Mario. I wall bounce off of it to the next giant player there, like Shadow of the Colossus style. And I climb up them and then I slam it in the hoop. I'm pretty Three sure. Three points, baby! I'm pretty sure, much like football, you can't use another player to launch <laughs> off of no! for basketball. Number five is gymnastics. You know, okay. Ethan grew up doing gymnastics. I could see that. it's really fascinating because it's not as prevalent when you get into later years. That one really I do see, though, as like a young kid thing. Yeah, and I think it's great for young kids because working on joint mobility, motor skills that you yeah. learn in gymnastics, just bodily awareness. Yeah, exactly. Like mm -hmm. gymnastics has so many benefits as far as learning those motor skills and that awareness. It also ties into, I think, the kid's natural play style of run around and jump off of things. Well, yeah, and it's as we learn motor Parkour skills. Parkour for babies! Oh, baby core! Baby core! <laughs> 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 I win! I got Mark the Lab for the car! What? <laughs> oh, that was a good one, man. That was a good one. Baby core. It sounds like a death metal band. <laughs> you feel like you listen to Baby Core yet? <laughs> that was very funny. Anyway, sorry. The funniest <laughs> part is after I said it, instead of picturing babies doing parkour, I pictured people parkouring across babies. <laughs> they just stack you're up babies. The, you're the park. It's like a lady with a stroller walking down the path. You're like, oh, Baby Core. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to step on him and jump on. <laughs> no, you go to the hospital and then the, the wing with the babies. You see, you start, the eternity war. Your face is up against the window. You're sweating. He's like, ah, ah, I can do some sweet tricks off of those babies. <laughs> Look at their soft head. <laughs> really elastic brains right now. <laughs> oh, my God. They just are fully relaxed all the time, so they won't feel a thing. Oh, they won't feel a thing. All right. <laughs> but I'll feel something. I'll feel something. <laughs> babies in my hands and on my feet. I got Baby these babies on grappling hooks. <laughs> <laughs> Baby chucks. Baby chucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a whole slew of baby-powered sports that we have That's not BMA, explored. That's BMA, baby martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> what about BMX? Baby motocross. <laughs> It's all baby powered, and you have them just crawling in a little <laughs> wheel. <laughs> Go faster, baby! If you think about it, Monsters, Inc. is baby-powered city. That's true. So, I don't have a conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so... Things can be baby-powered. <laughs> confirmed. This is the terms of the game. It's this much time and this many periods or this many quarters or whatever, mm -hmm. which I don't know why I said this many quarters. Quarters is obviously four, but... Like the basis understanding of the Quarters. game. Quarters. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that makes sense. 
Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> we need to keep that for whatever. That's a great segment. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Do you know what about halftime? Do you know? I, half- I get, yeah, I get the half. I never, it never occurred to me that quarters were because it's cut up into quarters. This episode of Go is sponsored by ourselves. There's a hat on our store that I did not see. I love this hat. I cannot explain it in audio because it doesn't make sense. I would have to say it's the eye finger sports hat, but that's not what it is. When you go to store.gmfst.com, you'll see this hat. I want this hat. <laughs> it's the perfect hat for the sports fan or the not sports fan. God, that should be on a shirt. Can we put that? We'll put it on that a shirt. That's such a good, I've never seen it. That's so funny. Thank you. I, did you make that? I Well, no, they came up with it and I approved it. So. I love that. I love that. However, oh. we do have the cool classic pennant, which. Who uh, cares? Uh, Look at that hat. <laughs> Who cares about anything else on this store? Poster, t-shirt, whatever. We got a hat. But the pennant promises of future pins. So you can get the hat right now. I really want to get the eye finger sports hat and make it into like boxers with the like booty shorts. I love that. I love that. I really love this hat. Go to store.gmfst.com to see this hat. The best thing is this is the first time you're looking at the merch. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Well, you showed me the shirts. Yeah. And and I know the art. So I was like, oh, it'll probably be that. Now I see this hat. That hat's great. That's a great hat. That's a great hat. That's a great hat. (laughs) Go see it. It's a great hat. (laughs) Well, act one, the pandemic. There you go. But going into... Will was just sweating bullets. (laughs) What's the act? What's the act? God, (laughs) what do I put in the act? Sound effect. Oh, God. Oh, what is it going to be this time? No one could even listen because they're like, what act is this? Is this the preamble? Is this act zero? (laughs) Actually, there were a few people um, that were talking about the act thing, and they're like, they're trying to do these act things, and Tyler's doing this act thing, and it's not, I don't understand it, so it's messing with the primer. I miss the old primers, and I'm like, it sections it off. It makes sense. (laughs) Does it? Does it, Tyler? Does it? But don't stop, because some people might be like, oh, I missed the act thing. Oh, you gotta come in. Now I don't know what they're talking about. It's just words. See, this is why I just don't ever listen to what people say. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody ever knows what they want, Mark. Nobody. No one knows what they want. Even if you have a list of who you'd want to date. You have no clue who's going to be the right person for you. What, what are we, what? Wait, when did we, what? what? Sorry, sorry. What are you sorry, talking about? Sorry, uh, old wounds, old wounds, old wounds. It's fine. Why? What <laughs> wounds? <laughs> what are your wounds? I'm single, Mark. That's my wound. Okay, that's your wound? Jeez. All right. Apparently, uh-huh. this has become a new rage in just the dating world. Uh-huh. Um, but... You can have leg lengthening surgery uh-huh. to get taller. Okay. And that's a huge deal for sports like the NBA. Sure. Yeah. Because where height is practically king. I cannot imagine a way that this surgery is done without breaking your legs. I don't think it is. I think they use metal rods for it. I'd that have to... I'm guessing they drill into your legs. Yeah. Wouldn't your muscle... Would it stretch? How long does this take? This, If it is stretching, it must take months, if not a year, right? It, it takes a long time to recover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just crack the bones in half, take some of the pieces of bone, shred them out a little bit, and then let it all heal with like some cement or something? Because you can't really put cement in your body? Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not a surgeon. 
Okay, so you said this is all the rage in the dating scene, though. Yes. So this is a, a, this is not as applicable to NBA because I imagine it would probably make your legs a little weaker too. So all that jumping, you might actually be more susceptible. But the dating world, why is this big in the dating world? Because apparently height is a big deal for men uh-huh. and being sought after. The short kings of the world. Correct. Yes. They're getting scooped up left and right. <laughs> but also, like, there are some people out there that just would prefer to be taller for utility purposes, being able to reach the top shelf. No, or... it's not. <laughs> no, that's literally an no, explanation. No, this no, guy that's gave. not. That's a bad explanation. It's probably just because they're insecure about their height. More than likely, yeah. Yeah, which you know is uh, if there is a surgery that can go out there and do that for people, uh, more power to them, I guess. But I imagine there's a lot of drawbacks to this. There is nothing that exists like this without some kind of complication down the road, correct? I would imagine so, but it's like readily available now. Readily available now. So there's actually, I just, for the sake of checking to see how easy it is. For the sake of looking it up, yeah. Yeah, 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 just just to see what's up with that. Just to see what's going on. Let let me see, what what is this, Uh, leg, uh, L-E-G, lengthening? Limb lengthening. Limb, you can do your arms too. (laughs) I imagine probably. (laughs) Just even me out, Doc. Now I can make my arms seven feet wide. Um, uh, according to this, I found this um, literally just limb plastics. Uh, uh, yeah, that was it's in an ad. I never trust the ad, but also, God, would you look disproportioned if your legs were suddenly like way longer? I know some people have like longer legs, but I, I mean, considering the fact that this says you can get taller by up to six inches. Oh, they totally break your bone here. Yeah. They, they literally cut your bone. Oh my God. Insert a rod in there and then heal the bone back. Oh. Which is also crazy because you're sticking a rod through the center of a massive part of your femur. Yes. Which houses a ton of important bone marrow. Yes. And you're sticking a rod through said bone marrow. Yes. And having the leg heal. Yes. It's a long healing process. Yeah, I had a rod in my arm after I broke my arm from uh, falling off the monkey bars. So imagine viewers, listeners, wrists. To elbow, like uh, a couple inches in on the wrist, a couple inches in on the elbow, from one bone to the other diagonally. That's this rod. What was super weird about that, it was it was for stability's sake because both bones were broken, so it needed to heal properly so I could turn it. But they pulled it out right after the cast. So they, like, take the cast off, and then I, the doctor literally just grabs a wrench, a pair of pliers, and grabs the metal rod and just pulls it right out uh, while I'm looking. What did that feel like? Nothing. Really? That was the weirdest thing. It's because um, outside of your skin, you don't really have nerves. And I imagine yeah. the nerves where the entrance were were pretty much dead. But I th- I would have thought that in the bone, because like breaking the bone hurt so bad. But when he pulled it out, all I felt was just like, you know, some tug of my arm being pulled by something. But the thing sliding out didn't feel like nothing. Wow. It was weird. That's really bizarre. Yeah. I know a catheter does not feel good coming no, out. No, catheter don't that, feel That's good. awful. So I, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher Tyler. Yes. Who is Mr. Wimbledon? Why are you quiet? Why are you reaching for your bottle of whiskey? Sometimes <laughs> your teacher needs to make sure that they say things correctly <laughs> before they assume what it is. <laughs> okay. It was just a small, small what? Just a location, Wimbledon, London. <laughs> Major Clopton Wingfield. Major Clopton? I don't mean to laugh at a name. Major Clopton? 
He's the, he's who invented Wimbledon. <laughs> Man, what was his last name? What was the last name? Wingfield. Clopton was his first name. <laughs> you got to put the history in Act One. Like this is what would drop baby me in. Like in the premise. All right, all right. Well, we're gonna go in here. We're going in no, here. No, 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 no. Not for this episode because it's fine. But like in future premise. Oh, please tell me about the uh, the Colonel Cloptons of the world. <laughs> God. Major. What was his rank? I've forgotten everything. Besides Major, yeah. Major Clopton Wingfield? Yep. What a name. In February 1874, Major Clopton Wingfield introduced his version of lawn tennis called Schaffer Strike. <laughs> <laughs> you pronounce this word. I'm going to type it in and make Google say it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna message it to you and oh my god no I believe that you're saying it absolutely correctly this is just so good here's the word <laughs> God sir Mr Clopton Sir Clopton please I want to play your game this was the guy who did it cost love 15 30 40 <laughs> I did nothing. You win? Are you done? No. Um. Anyway, <laughs> on his patent application, he described it as a new and improved court of playing the ancient game of tennis. Oh, my God. <laughs> the ancient game of tennis. And its rules were published in an eight-page booklet. <laughs> wow, eight pages of rules. And then they never changed since. And in 1877 was the first Wimbledon. Oh, my God. I love it. And so it's one of those interesting nuances because obviously parents have huge. He said the thing. He said nuance. Ding, 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 ring there. Have you noticed people on the subreddit picking up on how much you say nuance? Do I say it a lot? You don't notice? You haven't seen this on the subreddit? People on the subreddit are always like, it was like, that's like that SpongeBob me, old reliable. I like the word. Click open the little tackle boxes like, nuance. They need a nuance counter. We'll insert the nuance counter. No, don't make him do that kind of work. Just put it at infinity. Let me get back on track. You are the expert, but you disagree with that. You, so, so, a high echelon sport knower. <laughs> you can call me your expert. How about that? My expert. <laughs> no, no, no. You're everyone who's listening's expert. I mean, you're that's fair. Our expert. That's fair. From the designated designation of the master's degree, I'm considered an expert within the sport field. So uh -huh. therefore, you could technically uh -huh. say that. Okay, you are a master of sport. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me but, sound like I both know what I'm doing uh -huh. and could just like defeat anybody in competition. Any ball, anywhere, put it in any hole, any goal. You could pick up any ball, put it in any <laughs> hole. <laughs> at any time. So anyone listening at home, if you want someone to count on to put a ball in a hole, you call on Tyler Scheid. Well, I mean, not all sports require balls and holes, but I'm pretty sure I could excel in balls and holes. You're right. Not all sports need balls and holes. Uh, sorry, I just had like a mind explosion there. I was like, I, I realized it because, yeah, no, even shot put doesn't. But I mean, okay, what about hunting? Is hunting a sport? You're mm. making a hole and you're putting a ball through it with <laughs> the ball. Well, I mean, that's from a technical standpoint, is a bullet a ball? I mean, old school, the musket would be, mm -hmm. but then archery. Archery isn't a ball. Everything's and that's bow a ball hunting's a if thing. you look at it hard enough. 
I guess a discus is There's... a ball. All right, fine. You got me there. You got me there. Well, thank you, Tyler, for this enlightening discussion. This has been a very entertaining episode for me. <laughs> I've actually learned quite a bit about like quarterbacks and what they actually have to deal with and what they go through and like how the teams are built around them sometimes. Is it bad that I still have a fire burning in me to want to fight and argue about why he's not the greatest of all time still? Listen, you're in a good place. I think the people listening at home, you can if you want to blow all that good faith up right now, you can go on a rant. Actually, no, let's do that. You go on your Tyler Uncensored. Go right now. I'm going to give you two minutes to go. Two minutes. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you two minutes to go on your rant of why all this respect. Throw it out the window. Okay, you got go. First of all, love fest media hate it. No reason for them to have this obsession with Tom Brady other than the fact that he played in Boston for the New England Patriots. He cheated numerous times. There are numerous things. The NFL made up rules to protect him. It wasn't until he got hit that the knee prevention injury for quarterbacks and where you hit him low is illegal. They created the tuck rule, which allowed them to win the Super Bowl one year when the Raiders should have been in there. There are numerous flags that aren't called. He's a, he calls for flags all the time and he gets preferential treatment because he's supposedly the greatest of all time. So many roughing the passers when ba- people barely even touch him. You just glance him because he's just asking for it. He has had the best offensive line almost his entire career amongst the top 10 all the time. He's always had a top defense, always the best special teams. Just because he's won championships with amazing teams and been a part of amazing teams does not make him the greatest. Stop making him the greatest of all time just because he's won championships. Look at the statistics. Look at everything else. Look at success when there's been contra- issues and other stuff like that. When he got hit, he was done and he sucked. And that's why they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady is not the greatest. D- deal with it. Suck it up and agree with me. <laughs> I, I, I shaved off a minute because I could tell you were going to get yourself in trouble if you kept going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure and bleep stuff and cut stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> so... The reason why we call what is known as football across the world soccer in the United States is because of this. Because uh-huh. I figured you'd ask this question as why we call it soccer and why everybody else calls it football, right? Yeah. Linguistically creative students at the University of Oxford in the 1880s distinguished between the sports of rugger, rugby football, and as soccer, association football, were those terms. They created those terms. Later, as soccer was shortened to soccer, sometimes spelled S-O-C-K-E-R, and the name quickly spread across campus. However, soccer was always kind of a nickname in Great Britain, and by the 20th century, rugby football was more commonly called rugby, while association football had earned the right to just be called plain football. Wait, but hold on. You're saying that calling it soccer isn't just an American thing where we made up a different name. That was the original name for it? It was a nickname to differentiate the difference between rugby, what was rugby football or rugger at the time, and association football because rugby football and association football were both called football at the time and so the oxford students created these names of rugger and as soccer to differentiate the two rule sets so it became known as the nickname of soccer for what was called association football so yes we adopted the old nickname to officially name the sport that this is just like with the imperial measuring system where the whole world makes fun of the u.s for keeping two feet and inches when it was all the uk who started it the imperial system is called that because of the imperialist nation that was england 
we just keep using it for some reason, but it's not us. They can't make fun of us for using it when they invented it. They made it soccer. It's not our fault. Then we came up with another thing called football, and we're like, oh, shit. Oh, we can't call that football. We'll just use the name that they use. It's not our fault. Yeah, so the interesting part about that is the reason that our football is called football now is I believe that it dates back to the origins of the combination between soccer and rugby because there are some semblances and similarities going historically into how we created American football off of rugby and why we adopted its old name of being called rugby football and took just the football part of it. we just called it American. Oh my God, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. It's because a bunch of nerds at Oxford were like, oh, 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 and they couldn't decide on a name. And we're just like, all right, you guys got to pick soon. We got other sports we want to make. Uh, you got rugby football, American football. We kind of tweaked it a little bit, but we'll call it something different. And now we look like idiots. Yep. It's not our fault, you stupid Oxford nerds. Yep. <laughs> Looking that up was just a sigh of relief for me. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like an idiot anymore. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. All right. I don't I don't ever feel like an idiot. So I don't know. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Three, Markiplier's Sports Knowledge. So, the origins of the game... Wait, wait. Let me reiterate to show that I learned something. Excuse you. Go for it. All right. So, baby me, tennis in hand. Tennis racket in hand, which is a carbon fiber racket made with nylon strings to exacting specifications. Before anybody steps onto a tennis court, you have to bust out your compass, and you have to ensure that the tennis court is made to exact specifications north to south. If it's off by even the slightest of one degree, you have to explode the court at that moment. But if it passes that test, then you get your tape measure out. You make sure that it is width-wise 36 inches, length-wise 78 inches, heights-wise of the net 3 feet. Oh, no, wait, sorry, 36 feet, 78 feet. Uh, don't kill me, don't kill me. I know that the judge sitting up at the side of the court has a sniper rifle ready if you don't make any mistake in the measurements of that. Please, please, no! Anyway, then you got to make sure the material, right? Uh, not blood. Oh, uh, not loose gravel. Must be hard grass or the other one. 
please, please. <laughs> Clay. It's Clay. It's Clay. Have mercy. All right. And then the laser sight <laughs> disappears from my forehead. Then I must stand on the right side facing the net. I must serve into the service area, which is the line designated on their side midway closer to the net inside that service area. Or for, uh, outside. Inside. Outside. It's, it's, it's inside. It's the inside. Final answer. Okay. I'm, I'm good. There's a clock that's used for score. Both hands. Love. Love. <laughs> 15, 30, 40. Deuce g game. Deuce advantage. Deuce advantage game. Must win by two. Deuce only happens when? Deuce only happens when they're both at one point away from winning at 40. Correct. Yes. Uh, that's what's called deuce. The ball is yellow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bonus. I just want to, that's my smooch to the judge. <laughs> you get that one. Uh, you serve, 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 you win the game. Yeah, then the set, you have to win the set by two as well, which, uh, that can go a, a while. Many, yes. many sets, many sets. The match is the overall one that you still have to win by two. Yeah, there, there are three sets total or three, five sets No, total. no, don't tell me. La, la, la. <laughs> I knew the answer. I knew the answer. Three sets for women's, five sets for men's. <sighs> and that status. Okay. Because I didn't tell you this. What? You oh, can play singles tennis, you can play doubles tennis, yeah. or you can play mixed doubles. Mixed doubles, mixed doubles is one male, one female. Oh. Whereas doubles is normally the same and singles same. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Am I gonna get am I gonna get <laughs> no, no. Let On me offense. just give a recap of yes. everything that I've learned so Certainly. far. Certainly. From the very beginning, yes. there's a special team, like special ops. They sneak up onto the field. and They, they don't sneak. They sneak into the field <laughs> under the darkness of night. All the people don't know because they're camouflaged on the field. They have lines painted on ghillie suits that look like the field. And then they emerge, right? And the people don't know when the game starts until they pop up out of the ground. And then they go and kick the ball. And then the other team who is hiding in a secret formation out on the receiving end, they pop up. And then they catch the ball and they run it as far as they can. And then they switch out. There's an offense team. Defense team. We don't know about the defense team yet. We're, we're focusing on the offense. Focusing on the offense. I also want to predicate that Mark's whole thing about camouflage and them sneaking on the field is completely false and you need to disregard You don't know that. that. Watch a football game. It happens. You'll see it. It's totally true. So after the special teams parachute into the stadium, like under the cover of night, radio silence, underneath radar level, they're dropped in speed drop, helicopter, but a silent helicopter, no air, nothing, just. <laughs> I really wish you guys could really visualize what Mark's doing when he goes, yeah, He's they, like they, waving his arm they can forward. See it, like they can see it. And it comes in and drops, parachutes. They come down. And this is like midnight. Next day, game goes kick. Boom, it's on. They pop up from the fields. Guns are blazing across the field. Bullets flying everywhere. The other team catches the ball. They tackle them. They go down. The offensive is trying to sack that ball. Sack, what is it? Don't tell me. I'm trying to between the legs. Wham. They snap. They snap the ball. Snap it right now. They crack it. Boom to the quarterback. He's looking around. He's like thinking, is that don't kick this shit. It's against the law. 
He's like, I can't kick it again. Ah, no, I can't punch it, can't kick it. What if he punch? No, no, another day. He throws or chucks back or runs himself. Try to get ball forward. The defensive linemen, they don't take shit from nobody. They've been bullied their whole life. They don't like anybody. No human, animal, nothing. They're full of hate. Nothing but hate. They want to stop that ball. They're like psychologically controlled from their birth to hate balls. And they're just like, no. And so they do whatever they can, whatever dirty trick, knives, whips, chains, I don't judge, to stop that ball from going forward. And that's football. So my perfect athlete, right? It's kind of a balance because you're optimized. It can't be too bulky, right? It's got to be yeah. lean, got to be long, flexible, whatnot. Aerodynamic. Uh, aerodynamic. Hairless. That's a given. <laughs> From the get-go, bald as a baby, beyond baby bald, further than baby bald. No hair ever has never had hair. Uh, not a wrinkle. There can't be any rippling muscles because that could cause... No, it's the opposite. It's like a golf ball. It is more aerodynamic than a perfect <laughs> sphere. So all the muscles are so intensely divoted at a very equal pacing across the body and that's the way that the maximum speed is going to be achieved. If you don't believe me, look up a golf ball's aerodynamics. This is how it works. So dimples on the head, the eyes are perfect dimples, there's dimples around the temples, the cheeks are dimpled, dimpled chin, everything is dimpled on this person. Everything about it dimpled. If it's male, like the, the pectorals are dimpled. If it's female, the, the boobs are dimpled. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Dimple. And it's like the, the ability to run is capital on lung size. So chest enormous. <laughs> <laughs> Barrel chested, but purely for the ability of lung capacity. There's uh -huh. nothing that's going to stop this. And there is actually a biological adaptation to allow continual circular breathing. However, only when you're running. So it's like, it's like a shark underwater. It has to keep swimming or else it'll die. This athlete cannot stop moving or they will die. <laughs> oh my so they God. got like gills, but it's like an exhaust vent, right? So they take in air and they actually breathe it out their back gills to get more speed <laughs> or push when they're lifting or like they can channel vents on their elbows to throw a farther punch if they take in air and then vent it out the back of their elbow gills like <laughs> get like a rocket punch in there. And it can work for their feet too. They got <laughs> feet vents for faster sprinting and everything. Everything is centered around this building system like a series of pillows <laughs> expanding and contracting why my thing is i picture their torso is just a jet engine and like a yes jet exactly it looks it's perfectly circular it's very their mouth gaping like, just <laughs> air oh. like all air intake <laughs> right before they swim they just open up and all of a sudden you see the vacuum suction yeah, of air exactly exactly it actually helps pull them forward because they're actually sucking air in and blasting out the back it's for further propulsion everything based on speed and power power and instantaneous ability to <laughs> their vo2 max over nine thousand, like incredible what's their minimum calorie intake they, they, they need a hundred thousand calories a day just to survive <laughs> that's why their mouth is so large because also like their chest is so large so their their stomach and actually their excretion system is enough to smoke propulsion <laughs> they're they're <laughs> They actually have a cloaca, so it's like it no. compacts everything. And boom. <laughs> 
for those of you who don't know, cloaca is what a bird or something has. It's like a combination pee tube and poop tube. Uh, yeah. And also, like, I think sexual organ tube. <laughs> Boom! Everything. <laughs> All at once. Boom! Even the extra. Even if it's one more foot per second forward. Boom! Get it. Anything possible for that little edge. Oh, and that's my God. the that is the ultimate athlete. But uh, from what I remember of the name image likeness rules, just to test my knowledge on how much I know that uh, you told me, mm-hmm. um, if you go to college with a scholarship to play a sport, you cannot make any money off of your image. And if you do make money, you die. No. Okay. The rules used to be up until this year, uh-huh. this past school year, was that the NCAA would have have you sign a piece of paper that basically waived all of your rights to use your name, image, or likeness for any sort of financial benefit. Whether that's making YouTube videos or anything along those lines, the NCAA and the school that you were with had the rights to your entire name, image, and likeness to use as they saw fit for their own advertising purposes. That's what I said. So now... Athletes are allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. nothing. I'm just gonna. Just nothing. Give me something, man. Give me something. Just a college athlete looking to make money. Give me something. Well, now you can. Oh. Shit. Um, the NCAA passed a ruling uh, after the state of California brought this topic up by making a rule that athletes could do this mm. in their state legislature. Their state legislature. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm stumbling on words today. So it forced the NCAA to consider it, and therefore they passed the name, image, likeness. It's it's called nil for short. Um, so that athletes could in fact do this. Okay. But now there's a problem. Uh oh. So what started happening in college, as a college athlete, you're able to transfer between schools mm-hmm. because, say, a coach leaves, like we talked about in the college coaching yeah, carousel. Yeah, you don't want to be trapped in a bad program. Correct. And you're not necessarily guaranteed a scholarship if you transfer, but uh-huh. people will vie for transfer students all uh-huh. the time. Okay. Well, now... Wait, let me guess what the problem is. Sure. <laughs> Go for it. I'm ready for this. All right. So now all these kids, adults actually, young adults, Mm -hmm. have the ability to make money off of their image and likeness. So what's happening is basically like the beginning of YouTube when the MCN started to come into play and they started scooping up all these other influencers and YouTubers and they decided to get them under a blanket deal and give them a nice 70-30 split. Oh, it's so delightful. You can make money off of making videos on the internet and just like that, the sports people are like, oh, we'll give you a delightful 70-30 split if you uh, fall under the umbrella of the MCN and then these mega conglomerates are being formed all, all from the used body parts of all of these athletes as they get in the conglomerate they split them up 70 30 70 towards the company 30 of you remaining just enough to keep you alive so that you can perform no and then they're sold to disney for half a billion dollars wow that's what happened to like two companies like they sold the dis both of them disney half a billion why i don't know they didn't know what they were buying maker sold the disney for half a billion dollars they didn't buy a goddamn thing because maker didn't own anything did you know that i did know that is that what's happening to the sports people no okay i was a little off how close was i pretty far off because that <laughs> that's uh it's it's similar, but it's different. Like, it's similar in the financial realm, but it's uh, different in who's doing what. Okay. But what I imagine would happen in this scenario where there's suddenly all these kids that are like, I can make money. How do I make money? There's going to be companies that come in there and take advantage of that. Correct. I, I believe that was that's one of the happening. biggest. That was one of the biggest fears of 
the NCAA allowing this is yeah. because sports agents weren't allowed to contact student athletes until they declared for the draft. Mm-hmm. So whether they were playing football and declared for the NFL draft. I know what they're doing. They're starting OnlyFans. Am I right? No. What they can. They, they couldn't before because I said their image and likeness, even if it's their penis, it's still their image and their likeness. Even if it's not identifiable, I'm willing to bet that it still falls under the purview of legal image and likeness. But now they can start OnlyFans because OnlyFans is apparently the only way to make money on the internet. Uh, an ungodly amount of money. My hair makes money, but not an ungodly amount of Show money. Show your penis. <laughs> we start to make it. Everyone listen. Sitting home, if you want Tyler to make an OnlyFans a full nude, tell him how much you would pay for it and entice him. <laughs> you want my... <laughs> You're like soliciting my nudes I'm to the audience. I'm not soliciting your nudes. I'm saying your nudes have a value and you need to hold to the value that you believe they are worth. <laughs> Earn your I... worth, Tyler. <laughs> Earn your worth. You should never sell yourself short. This is all good advice, except for a few things I said. But the majority of it, 70 majority percentage of it is good advice. Onlyfans.com slash Tyfro. We will see if there's a penis that arrives. <laughs> if you guys don't know our primer series, there's where we talk about a sport and I teach Mark the ins and outs and how that particular sport works. Ins and outs. There are innings in baseball and outs in baseball. Uh-huh. Correct. Uh-huh. And... If you couldn't tell by that, today's primer is about baseball. Yes. I know there are nine innings. Yep. There are four bases. Yes. There are four. You're there right. First, second, third, and home. Correct. There, that's a base. That's a base. Is the pitcher's mound a base? Technically, no. Is it's... it a secret base? If you char- Is that why they charge the pitcher? If you no, tag that, that, that base, that, no. you win like three points. No, <laughs> that's no. a three-pointer. No. Okay. All right. Um, there's a guy on first, second, and third. Correct. There's that guy in between second and third. Correct. There's... What's that position called? Pass. Okay. <laughs> Continue, I guess. There's, you there's can pass. outfielders, three of them. Correct. Left field, left fielder. Yes. Left, left outer fielder. Which side is left field on? The left. Based it's on what perspective? Field. Is it the defender's perspective or is it the offensive player's perspective? Do you call them defenders? Is that what they call them? When they're, you're, they're fielders. Okay, they're I'm technically standing on home plate. I'm okay. floating ominously six feet above okay. home plate, looking out upon the field left. Yes, from that, is that correct. perspective, that is correct. A- energy is surging through my forehead. <laughs> Lightning strikes me as I look out upon the field. I picture when you're saying this, I just picture Jamie Foxx from The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that I am Electro. <laughs> the pitcher looks at me, and I know his secret that the, the pitcher base is there. The mythical pitcher. <laughs> base i shall tag it oh, anyway I know, and then there's center field i know yep. that and there's right field correct and the pitcher yeah and the catcher correct do you think that the legend of the fifth base is kind of like the sword in the stone and if the right person stands on the rubber they will ascend 60 feet into the air with lightning shooting out of their eyes the power of the gods coursing through them eternal youth and more so, we are going to build the perfect elements of a motorsports team. From the engineers oh God. to the pit crew oh no. to the driver oh wow, to the team lead, who's the guy on the radio. Okay. So, let's start with the engineers, Mark. Okay, the engineers building the car? Yes. All right. Well... <laughs> Their cars themselves. Am I, am I making this like the freak athlete? Yes. <laughs> okay. 
I'm well, giving you the opportunity to create the most freak team imaginable. Okay, all right. So you've got the engineers, right? They need to be thinkers, right? But also, they need to be able to rapidly prototype because the biggest detriment to being able to execute on engineering changes and ideas is how fast you can iterate upon that idea. So they need to have 3D printers built into their chest. <laughs> <laughs> The latest level, and they actually eat the resin that they're using to print, and it's a carbon fiber-laced food so that they're printing carbon fiber parts so they can make quickly uh, iterate upon functional parts that can actually be used and have certain amounts of strength. They do make metal 3D printers, but Correct. they're large and cumbersome, and they're very difficult to do. I'm assuming they're going to shit out these parts. <laughs> so... You know. So huge brains, they're able to process model in their minds, and then they're all able to link up one to another. They got Ethernet ports on the right side of their head and, and uh, like, connectors in the left, you know, so they chain up in a big circle, and they got to go like, oh, as they consume <laughs> nothing but solid bricks of carbon fiber, and then they shit out the parts. And then these parts would all interlink, obviously, and they would be able to build the car much faster and, and get engine tweaks going very quickly, right? I like how I imagine what you're going to do, and uh, then you do something way different than I <laughs> thought. You I was like, I was like, they're like cars, the movie. Why would the cars know? Cars no. know about cars. Cars so don't they have know. any dexterity. They don't have, unless it's cars that are constantly, you, then you have a nightmare scenario where you have a car breeding facility because <laughs> the only way for cars to make better cars would be to fuck other cars and make more cars. Do you want me to go down that route? No, I've got human 3D printers. All right, okay, that's the limit that, of what I'll all do. Right, all right, Ethically, fair. it's okay. This one is okay. All right, so engineers done. All right, done. Okay. Pit crew. Pit crew. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just really fast. <laughs> maybe. May, may, maybe. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe. What if sport is about chance? Randomness. In chess, yes, each person has a chance to win, but the rules are set. Mm -hmm. There's no randomness between a piece taking a piece. In poker, there is a chance, randomness. You are dealt different hands. You could be bluffing, which is skill, but there is that inherent level of you don't have control or something. With football, there are specific rules, but there's a chance when you kick that ball, it's not going to go where you want as opposed to where you weather. put it. Because weather, sun. With fishing, there's a chance that your line could break. There's like a chance that you won't even get a bite. So your chance of success is not entirely based on your skill. Gil, what if I found the root cause of sport? What if I've done it? <laughs> I've deduced it down. It's, down. it's chance. It's chance. It's chance, right? It's chance. It's chance. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's a chance. It's chance, right? Yahtzee is a sport. Because it's chance. Yahtzee is the only no. one of those that was a sport. If we want to play it that way, okay, then wouldn't it be a sport if your skill and athletic ability <sighs> or understanding increased your likelihood in success yes would then that be the determining underlying condition of sport it's chance and skill it's the chance the that base. is affected by skill, by skill. and ability yahtzee has no chance for skill to make chance gooder correct does it yahtzee no. yahtzee pros would be like frothing at the mouth right now well, they'd be like people people don't know yahtzee People think they can load dice and have them land on numbers and well, control that's them. Cheating. But, that's yeah. cheating. But okay, all right. So it's chance that's affected by skill. That is sport in a way. That that would cover a lot of terms of sport. Whereas like with rock climbing, there's a chance your rope could break. There's a chance your anchor could pull out. But your skill at which you could apply your technique changes that chance. It's the greatest competition of all. You're wrestling fate. You're trying to exercise human will over fate. That's a sport.
did I do it? I, one of the, when I get this, my eyes are gonna start glowing. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna reach enlightenment. I'll send off the ground. Just like the secret fifth base. When I find the fifth base, the fifth base was wrestling fate all along. <laughs> All right, I'm going to translate everything to non-sport speak yeah. for just a moment. So let's say, for example, you are a human. Let's baseline. Let's just get a baseline. <laughs> baseline. Out there. All right. You're a human. You previously had no identity. You had no face. You had no name. And, and you had no name, and you had no face. Image and likeness. Why are they? They're they're very similar. They're very similar. You had no face, and you had no face, and you had no name. You were a human with no face, no name, no face. Um, and then all of a sudden, you had a face and a name. And then there was a man in front of you with a big old bag of money that said, if you take this knife and stab all of your friends in the back and betray all of your oaths, I will give you riches untold. I will give you this. And then you do it and you stab your friends in the back and you go to another place in this wasteland you're in and you go there and then someone else who just got a face and a name and a face saw you do that and decided to yell at the birds that he wanted also to have that and then the man with the bag of money and the knife didn't allow him to stab someone in the back immediately he would stab someone in the back and then go somewhere else to stab them in the back and then some guy from Alabama said don't do that. And then some guy from Ohio said, you got to wait a year before you do that. How close am I? Duh. <laughs> Duh. All right. I really tried to start it off was, that it with It started good. I didn't mean for that to get <laughs> stupid. It's just I realized I had backwarded some of the important details about yeah. that. Now that we have that established, so Tom Brady, boom, he's entered the stage. The lights go out. The spotlight tush, kicks on. So for perspective, the reason, oh, I'm sorry, I'm ruining your story. <laughs> I didn't have any story. I'm building a story throughout yeah. the episode. Oh. It'll it'll be added on to as oh. elements. But he plays from Blubus Mlumbo. Michigan. Is, no, no. The guy he, the other guy who got injured, Bishmabumbo. Oh, Drew Bledsoe? I was close. <laughs> <laughs> Bishmabumbo? It's not like you said bitch mabumbo. Maybe that, you know, you, you you never undermine bitch mabumbo here. But anyway, I've already forgotten his real name. Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. I'm so sorry. Uh, he got injured. Lights kick on. Sparkles shimmer in the air. A shooting star passes overhead. Doves fly out from the locker room thing entrance that they come out of and out walks to a fanfare of angelic choirs. Tom Brady steps onto the field, and thus the dynasty begins. I'm recapping what you said, man. I'm, 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 I'm recapping no. what you said. You celebrated so much more. As soon as Tom Brady had stepped on the field after got injured, probably from Tom Brady shanking him in the ankle. I'm not going to make any accusations. It might have happened. But he steps on there, and a flashback push occurs to his... It's like being not asked for a dance at the prom. He's sitting in the shadows of the draft, you know, on the stage, or wherever they are. I don't know what it looks like. But he's off to the wings in the shadow. The spotlight is on other people, and they keep rattling off names so-and-so, Mishmabob, Bitchmabumbo, you know, all these great picks above him and he's crying in the corner. He's a stick man. He's got no muscle, no arm strength. He's so inconsistent. He's fidgeting all over the place. He's practically twitching in his seat. So sad. But he's getting pulled back to the present. 
Those are days long gone ago. He's a new man. This is his chance. The crown is descending from the heaven onto his head. Not yet. No. Okay. Not yet, everybody. Not, not yet, ever, okay. if you ask me. Okay. <laughs> he steps out on that field. He has his flashback, and he takes his second step, and he knows each step is another step on the road to greatness. He can trust his team. He relies on them. And with the glorious, uh, like, empathy of an incredible leader, he knows through his inspiration alone that the defense will protect him and will let him do what he needs to do. It's it basically just his charm that exudes from him, like an aura of energy in Dragon Ball Z. And people pick up on it. And that's why they were ranked so highly because he, merely standing there, the god that he is, spread his power to others. That's why he was so skinny. He was like bleeding all of his energy out to everyone around him. That's mm -hmm. how he gives so much. Okay, wait. I think I have a pretty good understanding of this game at this point. I don't even, I, I, let me tell you how cricket All right. Played. All right. So you got your bowler, right? Yep. You got your batter. Batsman. <laughs> Batsman or batswoman. Come Correct. on now. Correct. Or bats person. Let's, let's be real now. It ain't the 16th century. And they're going to bowl the ball towards the wickets. Correct. Which are on the stumps. Which are defended by the batsman. The batsman's defending. So in the inverse of baseball, it's the bowler attacking. To try and hit the wickets, yeah. And then there's 11 other people standing around. Nine. Because there's 11 total on the team. You have to count the... The bowler and the wicket keeper as two. There's a total of 22 people <laughs> that are standing around the pitch, uh, lining it up like a basketball free throw. And then when the bowler goes, they all start chanting, long, long, silly, long, long, silly, long, 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 silly, long, silly, long, long. Long, long, It's it. It goes up way high. It's full. There it goes, fall! And then they all run in a circle back and forth trying to get over whatever crease. They run and then you win. For five days straight, they run. And that's cricket. <laughs> some of that was accurate. Very little. <laughs> but but <laughs> I get to selectively choose what was accurate. <laughs> And we're back! It's the future! Whoa! Season two! Oh, I love the power! It's not season two yet! If it gets to season two, can I redo all of my jokes? I mean, how how would you redo them? I'm gonna listen to season one, I'm gonna write down every joke, and I'm gonna say them word for word every single time. But that's not redoing them, that's just reiterating. I'm redoing them. Redoing it has an expectation of altering. Nope. It does. It's just a it's just a phrase of speech. I'm not being technical with my language. I'm going to redo them. Oh, uh, okay. You're fine. worried well, about the technicalities of the phrase that I'm using, which could be interpreted either way instead of focusing on the information that I'm trying to exchange, which is the purpose of communication, not the exact definitions of the words being used. You know better. You're being pedantic. You're right, but I'm often pedantic. Well, season two will actually be pedantically free. <laughs> there will be no pedanticisms in season two, officially, by law. 
<laughs> is this supposed to be the outro, Mark? Yes. <laughs> okay. And the intro okay. of season one, as we know, listening is a continuous experience. Just like li I thought you were going to say it at the same time. Uh, no, no, I was uh, I was scolding at you. Okay. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed the the full episode of, you know, all the highlights and cool funny bits. And maybe you can go back and listen to all the episodes if you would uh, so want to, to find uh, where those moments came in. Who knows? Where did those moments came in? They came in in particular episodes that are associated with said clip. Mm. Anyway, Mark, I just wanted to thank you for this fantastic season and this journey we have been on together and all of you listeners for enjoying it. But before we go, I wanted to uh, see what you do remember, what things you feel like you've learned since February of this year. I remembered that football is a series of attacks from secret teams lurking in the wings. I've learned that there's a mystical, mythical fifth base that the more you know about baseball, the less you believe in it, but that does not make it any less true. You are just disillusioned to the truth of the power of the mystical fifth base. I know a lot about uh, the fucking sport that I don't remember the name of. Cricket! <laughs> Cricket, I know cricket real good. Oval field, all that ah, it's fun. Bottles and shit and things like that. You knock them down. It's a great time. Run back and forth. Yeah, it's real cool and all that. You talking about the wickets and bales? Nope. That can't be right. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Nah, you got to learn your stuff, Tyler, if you want to continue. And if you want to earn your space in season two of this podcast, you got to really uh, step it up here. Um, I learned that sports, the end, that's what I learned. You learned sports. I learned that the sports. Just that sports exist? Like, that what about the sport? sport? That the sports. I learned that the sports. Okay. Well, I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. I'm proud of you, too. Now, I believe you have somewhere you need to be. Don't you have to, like, go see if you want an Emmy? Uh, nah, not for a couple days. That's true. That's true. But that's exciting. I hope that hope that goes well. And uh, I hope you all that are listening have a fantastic holiday season uh, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Maybe uh, you can check out the various stuff that uh, we've put out there for the Go channel. And there's some cool stuff coming up that you might hear about once season two starts. Yeah, might be some cool stuff involving some cool people. <laughs> are you are you calling me cool, Mark? Do, am I cool now? Cooler people. Oh, cooler. But that doesn't make you not cool. Are you, are you saying Bob and Wade because their episodes beat out like every single one of yours? Every single one of mine. Excuse you. You don't know what season two will hold. Maybe you'll be gone and it'll just be Bob and Wade with me. It could be. I guess. Am I dead? What's going on here? Why, 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 you, why are you writing me out of season two? What's going on? I would never. Was I right about the ending? Am I ending? <laughs> no. No. Mark, you are irreplaceable. You are the most important person of this podcast because you represent the audience in the aspect of knowledge about sport. Yeah, you are you irreplaceable as my friend and my co-host. So anyone who's listening to this that doesn't want me to be a part of this, you're not hating me. You're just hating yourself. You heard it from Tyler. That's 100% fact. There we go. Go enjoy your holidays. Go have fun. Go listen to some of the previous episodes we have. Go enjoy your time taking a break from it all. Maybe you'll have some fun with family. Maybe you'll have some fun with friends. Maybe you'll have some fun by yourself, throwing snowballs, whatever. Go enjoy your time, whatever that is. Whatever it is. All right. Well, I guess I guess that's it. I guess I guess we'll see. I guess this is the end. 
I guess we'll I guess see you in January. Maybe. Oh, God, if we ever do get back. It's a long journey. We'll be sitting here, literally in the darkness and the silence, until you all return for season two. It literally is if there's not one person listening to the podcast at some point in time, we die. We talked about it previously on an episode. Yeah, if exactly. you stop listening, we we stop existing. Yeah, collectively, so long as that's what I've, I've been hammering it, this whole episode about how listening is a continuous uh, experience just like life. And the moment that people stop listening is the moment that we... This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. 